This is the Marriage Abides Podcast, episode 69, How to Avoid Family Drama During the Holidays, part 5. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. It is the end of December. I hope everyone's Christmas was good mm-hmm. and full of food and fun and family and friends and... And looking toward the new year for fresh start or whatever you... I don't know. I just feel like the new year always feels like a fresh start, even if I'm not making big goals. Some people really like that. Some people don't. There's all kinds of ways to do that, and I love it all. And um, even if I'm not trying to like necessarily go for something specific, it just feels like a fresh start. Like I can leave whatever mistakes or whatever I didn't do last year, kind of let it go and start fresh. I just really like that. Yeah, me too. I really hope 2024 is a year where things just become better. The world becomes more peaceful and the economy does better. I just hope it's a good year. So we'll see. But I'm hoping. Yeah. Crossing my fingers. Mm-hmm. Okay. All so, right, so we're part five of this series. Which maybe we should have done this episode earlier on, but like I said, these episodes are geared toward the holidays, but they apply year-round. They sure do. So what we're talking about today is... Well, we're going to talk about social comparisons and pressure to be perfect. Yeah, and those I think two are pretty connected. They really are. This time of year... Um, there is a lot of social pressure and we compare ourselves to mm-hmm. others, uh, whether it be family or friends that are surrounding us. Um, you know, think about the guy across the street from your house, you know, his decorations are better than mine. And, and then you start having a decoration war, you know, um, <laughs> well, or their present, they're giving their kids better presents than us. And, or the kids come and say, oh, my friend got such and such thing for Christmas and it was like way more expensive than the thing you got your kid. Right, right. Or you walk into somebody's home and it's like smells like fresh baked bread and there's beautiful decorations everywhere and it's super clean and it looks amazing and all their matching furniture and And perfect decorations. Right, and and then you want to do that too because you want it to be perfect as well. Yeah, and I'm telling you, that does not end well most of the time. It puts pressure on you personally and mm-hmm. on your marriage mm-hmm. because if you are wanting things to be perfect and you're like no we have to do this 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 and this and it has to be this way because darn it we want to be better or we want to be equal with our neighbors or we want things to be just perfect and mm-hmm. your spouse is like i just want to get through the holiday or like what is my mother-in-law going to think if she comes over and the house is like that you know and then you're feeling stressed and then you're running around like a crazy person trying to get everything perfect and I mean I can only speak for myself but when I get in that mode when I feel like oh my gosh people are coming over I got to get everything perfectly clean and everything has to be exactly right I am not fun to be with you are not fun to be with (laughs) yeah and I've been really conscious of the comparison trap. And I feel like I'm pretty good at not comparing myself. But even I, especially around the holidays, sometimes I'm like, oh, I guess I should have decorated my house better. Or, you know, maybe our tree should have had a theme like so-and-so's tree or <laughs> whatever it is. I'm serious. It's For some reason, I can't really explain why. It seems like it, there's more of that comparison that happens around the I know. This time it's like you go into more older person's house or my mom's house at Christmas time and she has decorated in the entire house. Mm-hmm. And she's got her like 
those little like village building things and mm-hmm. you know figurines the and, things that you have to t- keep your three-year-old from touching every right 10 you seconds. know it has like the, the house with the, the little lights and the, the lights in and it they're and the snow so co- cute right but she's like got stuff everywhere when you have a thousand kids and they're all boys like we have you just can't have cute nice things like that it either breaks or you just realize there's no point in trying because it's going to break or get ruined somehow right it, it does every time. But that doesn't stop me from saying to myself, ooh, maybe I should decorate better. Maybe I should be cute. Well, and it's you know? easy It's easy for us to compare ourselves. Look at the problems on social media with people comparing themselves. Mm-hmm. People only post the best things on social media. Yeah. And then we see that and it's like, well, they're doing this. What? Why does everybody else get to go on vacation and I don't? Yeah. Why does everybody else have more money than I do? Right. Their family yeah. is so happy. What? They have no problems. And all we, we do is fight. <laughs> Right. And all the kids do is fight. Yeah. Right. So no, it's no different during the holidays, mm-hmm. but I think it can become more acute during the holidays. Yeah. That whole, you know, pressure to make your house look like Martha Stewart came and decorated it all. Or cook like Martha Stewart. Uh-huh. It is a lot of pressure. And I think it's partly because people care so much about Christmas and their traditions, making it nice and having it be a beautiful, fun, nice time. And so there is that little bit extra pressure, especially during the holidays. And it can cause a lot of problems. Can a lot of couples fight over things that have to do with either comparisons of, well, so their family did it that way. We should do that too. And then the spouse is sometimes like, but that's too much. I remember times when, like, for example, if your mom was coming to stay. So our, our parents live far away. So when they come, they come and they stay here for a few days, usually. And so it's not like they're going to come spend a few hours and then go home. Like they're here and they're here to stay for a while. And so I think you felt a lot of pressure to like get the house perfectly clean before she comes. And I don't know if that's... That was conditioning. Uh, my mom always taught us, hey, if you're having someone come over, you want to clean the house so well, that they will be comfortable. And Yes. And so that's a, I feel like that's a good reason to work on getting the house clean. But what I'm talking about is you saying... To me, that I need to clean the house because your mom's coming. And then you'd put pressure on me to have the house at a certain readiness level that I wasn't feeling prepared to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? And so then it would cause friction between us because I would feel like, well, because I was a people pleaser big time, then I would feel like, well, now I have to clean the house on top of everything else. And I would wear myself out getting the house perfectly clean just to have the kids come back and mess it up. And then I'd be frustrated and I'd be mad at you for putting all this pressure on me to have the house cleaner than I really cared to. And I'm going to say our house isn't a super mess all the time, but I tend to maybe overdo things a little bit sometimes. So um, perfectionism is a thing. I'll just say that. And so, yes, I value having the house be tidy when people are coming over to stay. I value having a good place for them to stay or whatever, you know, a place where they'll feel comfortable. But that doesn't mean it has to be completely perfect. And But sometimes spouses put pressure on each other to have things a certain way because they're people pleasing somebody else or because they're comparing our life or our family or our home to somebody else's. And that is not conducive to a happy relationship. It is not. So what do you do? You know, we, t- we kind of went through like the problem. So what is the solution? Ooh, that's a good question. I think, I think you have to look inside yourself mm-hmm. and ask yourself, do I really want to be like this other person or these, this other family? Or do we want to be the exact same? 
mm-hmm. what is going on in their life that is different than ours. Mm-hmm. Or making the decision to be content with where you are and what you have and, and how you do things. And to have grace for yourself when you are not able to do things as perfectly as neighbor so-and-so, whatever. So going back to the example of like your mom's house, your mom has no kids living at her house. And so she also isn't working. She also, you know, she had, I mean, she, she has cleans things to do. her house every day. Uh-huh. And so she has the time and energy and availability to be able to make her home beautiful the way she wants it. And we have 100 kids. But if I'm saying, well, I should be like her, that's not a fair comparison because I have a job. I have kids who don't always leave things alone. They don't always pick up their things, you know. So the, the amount of effort that it would take me to have my home like hers is way more than what it takes her. And so to say, oh, you know what? I don't have to be like her. I can go to her home and I can appreciate how beautiful it is and I don't have to compare myself. So a lot of this is a mindset shift of saying like, is it fair for me to expect that of myself when I have this different set of circumstances than what the other person has? Right. I think looking back, if if you are comparing yourself with others and trying to be perfect, I think you have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing it to please these other people? And if you are, do those other people really even care? Mm-hmm. Most of the time they don't. If they do care, why should you? Does that make sense? It's like if, they, or if they're so stuck on being better than you. I mean, it's almost like why would you want to be connected with a narcissist who... Well, you know if what I'm that saying? narcissist is a parent or a family member, then that's a little bit different because you can't not be family members with them. But it would be sort of like if your mom came to our house and was like, oh, you guys really didn't decorate very much. Because sometimes mothers-in-law do come to their home and they say, they'll make rude comments about how things aren't the way that they think they should be. Yeah, my mom wouldn't do that though. Your mom wouldn't, but sometimes people do. They're coming, they'll, sometimes it's like this offhand comment like, oh, Maybe you need some help cleaning up because I see things are really dirty. And they will make underhanded comments yeah. like that. And you get to decide, do I want to feel hurt by that? Do I want to take that personally? I don't want to be like, yeah, it's my house. I have it the way I want. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we all know somebody who's like that. I, and that's why I say you can make the decision to be content with what you have and where you're at and how things are. Mm-hmm. And, and to have grace for yourself if they right. aren't the way you want right. it to and be. If people, and if people want to judge you for that, okay, judge me. Yeah. And just be okay and say, I don't care. And you can extend that understanding to yourself. Right. And not necessarily wait for somebody else to extend that to you. Because they may not, you know. I, Your mom, like I said, would never come over here and be like, well, your house is dirty. She wouldn't say anything. She might think it. I don't know. But we do try to keep things nice when she comes. But um, in, in my mom's defense in all this, because I'm going to defend my mom. <laughs> I grew up in a double wide trailer. And there was five of us boys and two girls, and we made a mess of everything. She yeah. did her best, but our house was it was messy a lot. Mm-hmm. She worked darn hard to keep it clean. And I don't think she would say anything to us because she understands that. Like She, she knows does. what it was like to have 100 kids in a small space and how they never keep anything clean. And they are always undoing the work that you just did and how frustrating that can be. And how I feel like she probably acknowledges that I'm doing the best that I can and doesn't judge me for my housekeeping skills. So thanks, mother-in-law, for yeah. not judging me for she my housekeeping She doesn't judge you. Skills. She judges me enormously. <laughs> Shoot. hope she someday hears this and be like, oh, oh that kid. She doesn't listen. That's yeah. fine. So um, we're talking about the inner drama that happens when you compare yourself to 
family members or friends or anybody else. And that can cause outer drama because if you're having all these emotions and things happening inside of you, you'll take that out sometimes on your spouse or your kids or other people. When you're able to calm yourself down and keep yourself grounded and loving yourself and having grace for yourself, then you're able to extend that to other people. I think the key is if you have a tendency to compare yourself, it's not like, I mean, I think we're always going to compare ourselves. I think we're always going to notice this person's house looks nicer than mine or these other gifts are more expensive than the ones that we could afford or whatever the comparison is. I think the comparison part is pretty natural and normal for us, but it's what you do with that thought. It's yeah. what you do with that idea that makes the difference. Yeah. So if you're like using that comparison to judge yourself, not so great. But if you can use it to say, well, what do I actually want? Do I actually want my house to be decorated better? And then if you do, you can go after it for yourself. You can at least try to make it be that way. But then you're not using it to be hard on yourself and then end up being hard on other people because of that. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I got nothing else. Okay. Well, happy holidays. And happy new year. Have a fun time ringing in the new year, and yep. uh, we'll see you in 2024. All right. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Marriage Bites Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. Do you feel like the fun and adventure you used to have has been crowded out by work, kids, and just life in general? I have put together 24 super fun date night ideas that will have you laughing and connecting in 20 minutes or less. So head over to andalynprice.com to get a whole bunch of easy and free date ideas. You'll be amazed at how a little bit of play can have you laughing and connecting in no time. Babysitter not required. This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, episode 68. I better double check. It's 69. 69. Dude. Ugh. I feel like you've zoned out a little bit. Oh, no. I'm just... You made me think of something, and so I was taking care of it, or I'd have forgotten. Okay. Um...